everyone, and welcome to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Wolf, also known as Josh Turner. And with me, as always, is Anthony. Okay, what? Always awkward because this guy always. He was going to say Anthony, not Mushu. Okay. Well, I don't really care about that. It's Mushu, the one. Yeah, we know. Yes, obviously. Here and once again being bullied and attacked for my views of being spectacular and superior. Okay, you don't have to be bullied. Nobody. What the heck? Okay, anyways, folks, ignore Noodles, as he's now known. Ignore that dork. We're not going to worry about this guy. Anyways, we have Mushu and we have Flaco. Now, we really should be calling Mushu Flacco now because of his noodly arms, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but Anthony's here to, to, to bring some semblance of uh, normality, and Tony's here to bring the color. He's the color commentator and, and the, you know, just general, uh, general lovable. General gibberish. Yeah, gibberish, you know. But he's a lovable goofball, okay? We'll just say that. Not to me. Not to me. Not to me, but to a lot of listeners who actually are deceived into believing this guy is funny and cool. Hey, we all make bad decisions. I'm one of them. Oh, my gosh. Finally, you're right about something. <laughs> he's, he's on top of it. So, folks, here at Paranormal Roundtable, we like to have fun. But you know what? We're here for the stories, and we got some for you tonight. Uh, we talked about this on Friday on the show, that we were going to bring you, and we always bring the heat, whether it's Tuesday, Friday, it don't matter. And we pour through these uh shows and I slave over a hot microphone trying to make them for you. I make these scary stories just like mama used to make. And uh, it's homemade. I just stir it in the pot and cook it like gumbo. What we got tonight, we're going to go to some locations here tonight. Uh, hotels. People have stayed in motels, hotels, and had weird things happen to them. But before we get into all that, what do we got going on? We got a conference coming up. Uh, t- Anthony, give them the details. Yeah, so the conference is going to be uh, right outside of uh, Fort Worth. Lake Worth. In a Worth. place called, yeah, Lake Worth. Um, it's going to be September 2nd and September 3rd. It's going to be Labor Day weekend. Now, we also have VIP tickets. If you have VIP tickets, then on September 1st, which is a Friday night, there's going to be a catered dinner for you um, as well as a meet and greet. It's a catered dinner slash meet and greet with uh, with all the different speakers there. So your your favorite Paranormal researchers, authors, content creators—you'll be able to, to 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 dine with them and hang out and just have a good time. Now, then Saturday, if, I mean, I may be incorrect, but I believe the dinner is a chicken fried steak, right? Well, we don't know yet because we have to make sure that Daniel Jones is going to scout it out for us and he's going to let us know uh, because we we don't have a confirmation on the type of kitchen that they need. But if not, then they'll they'll serve something else. It'll be something Texas barbecue or something. It'll be something good. There's all kinds of options that we can explore, and we may even take a poll on the show and see what you know people want to want to have. Yeah, that might be fun too. We're gonna, and this year is gonna be a little different than last year. We're gonna real real quick. We got Ron Moorhead, Sibylla Irwin coming on board, and we got uh, Chad Lewis who signed on, and Adam Davies. So uh, and cl- along with everyone else from last year, minus I think just uh, Elijah Henderson said he might not make it, um, and then who else was wasn't gonna be there. Uh, there was a Jody isn't going to be there. And Vault is still and maybe. Vault's still up in there. I think Vault's going to make it, though. I yeah. think he really wants to. So um, Steve Stockton, too bad. Um, health things going on is not going to be able to make it. So it's just uh, – but we tried last year. We tried this year. But I like Steve. He's a good guy. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. If, if he can't make it, he can't make it. But we are going to have an all-star banging lineup, I'm telling you. Law Blackburn, Ken Gerhard, uh Nick Redfern, just like last year, yep. same, same people. Barnes, of Barton course. Nunley, of course, fan favorite. Um, everybody, we're all gonna, we're all gonna. It's gonna be big, and so we got Christopher Garitano coming on, Josh Nokio from What Lurks Beneath. Those guys are great creators. Um, can't say enough about those guys. Uh, it's gonna be nice. And if, if I left anybody out, Anne Celine, she's gonna do a presentation this year. Bettina Moss is gonna do a presentation. Say. Ron Murphy, Ron is incredible. D.A. Roberts, uh, Nick Valenti. So y'all come out and enjoy uh, the conference, you know. And for what the, the price, it's 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 incredible. And we're gonna put the link on the show so you'll be able to go and access it on Eventbrite. 
and buy your tickets and get get uh, do them quickly though. We sold out of VIP last year and it was a big hassle. People were constantly asking for VIP. Uh, we had 483 people last year, so that's a lot. Um, and I think we're going to have more this year. We're expecting 600 people. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of vendors and a lot of different, just, it's just going to be incredible. Um, I'm doubling down. We're hoping that it's going to be bigger this year than it was last year. And I have people over there rooting for us to fail already. And I'm like, go ahead and cry in your beer, dude, because it's going to be big like it was last year. But only yeah, when you come for the conference and have a great time, you're going to still be angry somehow, but. <laughs> well, not the people that come to the conference. Everybody no, I'm was saying happy. like that. That seems like the exact same person that well, wants it to fail, but is still going to go and enjoy the conference and have a great time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people like that, that. Just they they will watch every move we make, watch every minute of every hour of every show, and then trash us. Yeah, they they pray for your success, but they live off your um off of it. Mm. Like like they they get they the pray t- for your failure. They, oh, yeah, live, that, they live off your success. Yeah, and 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 I don't understand it because there's this thing called the block button. That's all you got to do, and just don't talk to us, don't watch us. It don't. actually does us more damage if you do do that instead of just being an active participant Hater. in everything we do. <laughs> Some people like our content. I just think they don't like us, but that's fine with me too. I don't care. Um, I'm happy to live in that gray area in your head, whatever. You know, you're going to skip this part. There's going to be a a timestamp somewhere in the comments where it's going to let you skip all of this. So actually, basically the show starts at seven minutes and 17 seconds. Exactly. (laughs) And we'll just go in and delete it. So folks, yeah, check out the conference. Another thing too, we got the Patreon. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the link to the Patreon, uh, as well as the link to the, conference tickets if you want to buy them uh, and the link to pretty much anything else pertaining to the show is of course going to be down in the description box of every video uh, we upload to YouTube so you just click down there uh, it's got everything you need the Patreon is a patreon.com slash PRT podcast we have a $5 tier $10 tier and a $20 tier and a $30 tier and 20 and 30 get you automatic swag bag 30 gets you a little more uh, and it just generally helps the show. $10, if you go three months with $10, you get a swag bag. We don't have a problem with uh, sending and giving merchandise out. You wear our logo and wear it with pride and tell everybody you know um, because you earned it by helping support the show. Now, that keeps us from – it keeps the advertisements low on the show. We try to keep the advertisements to a minimum. And we don't have to push a bunch of commercials and stuff. And I'm sorry this is long-winded. We have to do all of this. Uh, but anyway, let's get to the show. Anything else? Josh Turner, PRTPodcast.com. Send me your stories. Anything else we need to talk about? Or let's get started. I think that nails it. I think, I think they're I think that ready. Does it. I think they're waiting. So Yeah. I'm going to start off with a bang here. This one was interesting. Now, we, we had a guest on Friday on the live stream. Now, if you're not checking out the live streams, you're missing out. Um, Dan Andrello, amazing guest, and talked extensively about Bigfoot and Dogman. Hopefully he's going to be at the conference. He is. No, I ain't no hopefully he's going to be there. Is that We're going to make okay. sure he's going to be there too. Um, and Oh, and, and I also forgot I need to plug Tex uh, from Tex uh, Front oh, Porch. Right. He's going to be there too. So yeah, so we're, we're going we're gonna to do it up. It's going to be big. It's going to be nice. Um, but we're going to get started here. This one comes out of Mason, Texas now. If that name sounds familiar – not only did we talk about it briefly on the show uh, with Dan Andrello on the live on Friday, Mason has – we've gotten a couple of reports out of Mason. Now, we fielded reports, or I did, um, going way back. This was years ago. This was before you two were really involved in, the, in, in, in all this. And I think I talked about this on another show. Uh, and, and we kind of came to a conclusion. Now, later on, another individual did reach out to us from that encounter – and Tony and I discussed it at length, and we kind of, kind of think it's a that it was like a baboonish-looking creature. Now we know that Dinopithecus uh, was something that existed uh, a long time ago, um, Pleistocene era, I believe. You might want to look that up when y'all see if that's correct. I want to make sure that I'm right. <coughs> but Tony uh, and me and Anthony have all talked about this, along with Nelly. We know about this case. Uh, it. it the people that were involved, the one guy is in the Navy, and he's like a career Navy. Um, and he was – I was able to speak to him uh, months back, had never spoken to him when I first got this story. Uh, this story, I think it happened in 2000 and 
11 or something like that. I'm trying to remember the exact year. But these kids were playing with fireworks, and basically something came out and chased them. We also ended up getting a story out of Mason that was a standalone of somebody's encounter with a creature that looked kind of similar to that. So it makes you think, hey, Mason County, well, it was Mason County. There's something going on there. Now, somebody, and, and here's another thing. We talked about this. We can't, we decided we can't really give out the names of the hotels because I don't know, with the exception of a couple of these that are that are known to be haunted, I don't know what the ramifications are. If we, we don't know the legalities of everything, if we gave out some yeah. names, like we don't know if they'll come after us, which they probably won't, but it's better safe than sorry. Well, if somebody goes into one of these and says, Hey, Josh Turner show yeah. said this place is haunted. Not everybody wants their uh, hotel. Like the one I stayed in Buckeye on, on the way back from, uh, or the way to California when I was with Anthony and Nellie, I saw something, some kind of specter, and then the the guys that, that owned the hotel, his nephew, that, that when I checked out the next day, I told him about it, and he asked me if I stay, and you know, I told him what happened. And he said, oh, yeah, this, this this hotel's haunted. Of course, he said that if my uncle heard me, he'd be he'd kill me, he'd be mad, you know? So not everybody wants uh, that notoriety because I think they think it's going to scare people away, and it might. So if you tell the name of the hotel, I don't. I just don't know what the legal ramifications are of that. I don't want to do that. But this this was a, a motel, I guess you should say, in Mason, um, and this happened back in 2017. And this person was pulling their truck. They were driving a dually, and his wife. They were dog tired, and they and they were still miles away from their destination, which is Port Aransas, and they decided to stay. Uh, in Mason for the night and his wife went in to uh, go take the, the luggage or whatever. They, 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 she grabbed the first two bags and says, I need to go to the bathroom. I've been, you know, and so he said, okay, go ahead. So he goes to park. And when he goes to back up, he hits something. Well, what's really weird about it was he goes, dude, when I hit whatever it was, I could see in the backup camera of my truck and I think he said he had a Dodge Ram, which that's the scariest part of the story right there is he's driving that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that's the part that gave me nightmares. I was like, Ugh. I'm just kidding. Dodge Rams are nice. But he he went to back up and he hit something and he goes, I didn't see anything. I felt like a thud, but I didn't see anything on my uh, camera. It didn't show anything. It didn't register anything. Then, just then, he looks in the rearview mirror and he sees something pop up real quick and then move kind of off into the into the distance and he was like what the heck was that so he gets out of his truck and he goes around the other side and he's got a flashlight he's a responsible adult and he has a flashlight with him and he goes around and he looks and a guy's name is sam and, and sam went around the other side of his truck he looked under there he checked everything he didn't see anything um but he heard like what he thought was a guttural kind of growling noise and then at the last uh, check or, or final uh, sweep of his truck, he sees something standing between two other vehicles. That is when he saw what looked like, the way he described it to me initially, was like a werewolf. Now, the reason that he that this story was even told to me was because he told this story to someone who told someone else who actually listens to my listened to my show and the first time I had ever talked about this was on another show and they had heard me talk about that town and they said hey I have a friend who and so I thought that the friend was the one that had it happen to well when I talked to that person he was very very uh nice and he said no it wasn't you know it was a, my former brother-in-law and his current wife so then he got me in touch with Sam, and that's how I met Sam. And Sam was a very nice guy. Kind of reminds me of Larry, the way Larry talks, you know? Yeah. Very very outgoing, very friendly. Larry Fisher, shout out to him. He's a nice guy, friend of the show, works for us part-time. Um, but but he started telling me, he goes, dude, I've never had anything weird like that happen to me. And he said what I was looking at, he goes, was standing kind of hunched over. He said that it wasn't like standing up straight. It didn't look like it could straighten itself. It was just kind of hunched over. And I asked him, and, and I said, so it looked like a werewolf? He goes, yeah, but it kind of looked like a and, – and this is where he got me. He said it kind of looked like an oversized ape-like creature with a wolf's head on it. It had a snout. 
So I sent him a couple different uh, uh, pictures. One of them was of a mandrel, another one was a baboon, and the other one was a Dinopithecus. Dinopithecus being what we kind of came to the conclusion that what was maybe what the youths saw that night when they were shooting fireworks outside of Mason uh, years ago. When this guy took a look at this picture, he said that the third one, which was the Dinopithecus, is the one that it looked like, but he said it didn't look exactly like that, but kind of. And he said, dude, it, it, you know, and so I, I, I turned him on to the show and like, he's not a big paranormal guy, but he listened to the devil monkeys one. And he said, dude, it kind of reminds me of that, you know, like the way you described it, but it was in the parking lot of this motel. He almost hit, ran it over. Yeah, he did. He thinks he did. But the crazy thing is he didn't see anything on the camera, you know, and I kind of joked with him. I was like, you know, you're lying. You know, you ran over that poor thing and it just. He's he like, ran over a poor homeless guy. And he just <laughs> pretended like, oh, I saw the devil. That's why I ran no, it over. Oh, no, monsters. Then I filled it full of lead. And then I was like, oh, it turned back into a homeless man. <laughs> this is a werewolf. <laughs> I was joking with him, but I was, he, but he, he joked a little, but then he was kind of like, no, I'm serious. And so he, I said, okay, sir, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to razz you. I, I just, you know, you know how I am. And so I told him, I said, I'm, 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 I'm like that, you know? And, and so he kind of laughed, but he was, it was a nervous, nervous laugh. And he was just like, I could tell that something had happened to this guy. Well, he went, he got inside the room pretty quick. And then about four in the morning, because he said it was about 11 o'clock at night when this happened. He said about four in the morning, he hears some sort of like bumping against the door and it wakes him up. When he gets up, his wife was sitting by the 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 table and she was doing this, like putting her finger over her, her lips, like be quiet, be quiet. And she's like, there's something out there. He didn't tell her what had happened because he knew she'd freak out or he thought he would, she would. And then he said, dude, I learned something about my wife that day. She ain't scared of nothing, dude. <laughs> she's like, she grew up uh, out in the country outside of Prairie View. So, so he said, dude, she was not, she's a country girl. And he said, dude, she had the pistol ready. She said, there's something outside the, the, ho the, the, the room. She's like, this, this hotel's got some, some issues. And he was like, okay, honey, you can put the 357 down, you know, and, and, you know, cause she had it like, she was holding it kind of nervously. And he said, here, hand it over to me. And she's like, nope. She's like, you know, there's another pistol in the bag. You go grab that one. She's like, and he said, she said something. So then he says, okay, can you tell me what it looks like? And she says, I don't know, but it looked like a freaking werewolf. And so he was like, what the heck could this thing be? And he goes, okay, well, earlier. And then he told her the story. And she's like, "You, Sam, you didn't tell me that that happened. He goes, well, I don't want you to freak out. And she's like, well, this and here's the crazy thing. This isn't the first time that she's seen something like this. She was married before, as was Sam. And her and her former husband, who he he died of cancer years ago, they saw something on their way out of Houston, going back to Prairie View one night, that looked very similar to what she was seeing out in the parking lot. And she 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 eventually, he persuaded her, let's not open the door and start shooting at this thing. Let's lay down and just, so they did. Next day, he talks to the hotel clerk, says, has there ever been anything weird, whatever? And the guy says, no, sir, no, sir. And he said that it was very contrived. Like he could tell this guy was lying. And the guy was just looking down. He goes, yeah, I saw something very weird. He goes, oh, I've never heard anything like that before. Nothing's ever happened. Nothing. I want nothing, you know. And so he didn't believe him. But uh, I told him, I said, this is not the first time I've had something out of Mason County. It is, is a, isn't a very heavily populated place. So it would be a place where, you know, and there's lots of deer. Lots of game out there, lot wild turkeys, hogs, everything. So something could easily live out there. Um, I asked him about the tail. He said he don't, he didn't really get a good look at the tail, but his wife did, and his wife said that it that it did have a tail from what she saw, but she said that it was like thin and not really prehensile. I wouldn't say it was you know, but it was not really wolf like. But the creature itself, the head of it, was wolf like. And it almost had like a mane, 
which she thought was weird. And she said it was probably about seven, eight feet tall when it was, you know, walking around in front of their door. Now, it walking around in front of the door may have had something to do with him hitting it, you know, and it was mad. Um, now, he goes out to his truck the next day and something has urinated on it. He said it was all over the side of his truck. Well, this thing was angry, obviously. But anyway, moving well, on from that one. I was going to say, this is why I wanted- Moving on from that one. Was was gonna wait for you oh to finish? Oh my gosh, this guy is like just incorrigible. For for some reason, I I I think the government has something to do with this. Like I think it's something to do. What? Because it feels like to me like some kind of Ooh, genetic cares thing going on here. So that's why he's I, gonna keep talking, folks. So go ahead, go ahead, tell, tell your. Well, silly I'm finished story. now, so you can go ahead. No, you're good. You're no, no, good. I'm you're done. Great. I just, you're, you're I was, just I finished. interrupting and being, we're not. I was waiting for you to complete, sure. and now that I've completed my sentence, you can go ahead. All right, now that Shaquille O'Neal is done talking, uh, I don't you know, like, I think I would, I, I would rather, I, it sounds weird, but like, I, I think I would rather have like a, like a big, uh, straight up werewolf looking creature mad at me than, than like some baboon looking thing. There's just something about primates, or they're just so volatile and violent eat your face yeah i don't know like the, their, their temperament they'll turn on just like on a dime on a dime yeah, yeah. They're, they're just so they're unstable unpredictable and i don't know I, I, I i'm looking at these pictures of these dino uh, pithecus that you mentioned and they kind of have that mane that you were you were talking about the uh <clears throat> at least i don't know how they'll really be able to tell that but i'm assuming from modern day pictures mane, right? yeah it's very weird yeah yeah um that's what he said that it, but it didn't look exactly like that but you know when i was having a conversation with adam uh davies the other the other night what one of the things that we talked about was how and i used to have these conversations with scott martis and of course with ken and all these people and and of course ryan edwards but a lot of my friends are into the prehistoric creatures and they've even looked for them like adam's traveled the world looking for these creatures i don't think like when it comes to Makili mumbembe you know, and of course we're going to have Adam on the show in a couple of weeks, but you look at that thing and you realize that that it, it's, it's, it's not big enough to be a brontosaurus, but it could have been something that is like a descendant, an offshoot relic population of something that descended from that. This is what I was trying to get into earlier though. It's like, <clears throat> I think a lot of these, like, um, like when you're seeing like these thunderbirds or you're seeing like these creatures that should have been extinct or whatever some of these dinosaurs that that are being seen i think what it is is like a jurassic park situation where they're trying to bring back certain creatures or mess with the the dna Ooh, that's interesting so that's why you're seeing these things because some of them do get loose some of them just get kind of oh, yeah out. that's possible you know i've had friends <clears throat> who've gone to puerto rico to look for chupacabra and they believe it. It came out of a facility. And believe it or not, they think that that drug drug lords actually brought the chupacabra from Puerto Rico over to because uh, they ended up in Cuba, and the Cubans would sell these to the narcos, and the narcos, you know, would take them back to Mexico and and have them as pets. And yeah, then I was they thinking, would, like, you, people have tigers and lions as pets. Why why wouldn't you have narcos? Man, they're they, crazy they enough can, to keep can, one. Easily, yeah. I mean, I've heard of them having Dogman and and Chupacabras and all kinds of stuff, dude. And I mean, like, literally, if somebody makes them mad, they feed them to them, dude. I've heard some crazy stories, dude. I don't know if that's true or not, or if it's just rumor, but um, that's, I don't know. So anyways, yeah, I've heard some crazy stories about narcos, do, you know, doing stuff like that, you know, and um, I've known my share of crazy people who have had basically zoos. Uh, a friend of me and your stepdad's had yeah. one, basically. Not a dog, man, but a zoo with all kinds of animals and stuff. I mean, there's exotic pet dealers all over uh, Texas yeah, these, and these, Florida. These, these so aren't exotic pets. These I'm are sure, cryptids, like I was saying, you know, like, these are exotic. Uh, I'm sure there's a little some crazy more exotic. Ones. Um, so moving on from that, though, here's one I got. And this one was out of Spring, Texas. And, um, yeah, I talked a little bit about the Springs right outside of Houston. And one of the things, like I said, I, I talked about it briefly on the show. This guy was a truck driver, but he worked for a, a particular trucking company. Uh, the guy's name was Chris. They ended up 
turning in his truck and he's, you know, he's like, dude, I, I'm just, I decided to treat myself staying in, in, a, in a, in a fairly decent, you know, place and, and tired of sleeping in the bunk in the, in the, in the truck, you know? And so he, he gets a hotel room and he said, and here it is three Oh three in the morning. He goes, dude, I woke up out of a dead sleep and I look at the clock and it's three Oh three AM. And he said, I, I, I just, the room was ice cold and I had the AC on. He said it was like July, but it was ice cold. Like I could see my breath cold. He goes, and then when I get up, I realized that the air conditioner wasn't even on. He's like, you know, I get up and I, and, and then I, I hear, get this. He says, what sounds like a scratching noise on the desk. This particular hotel had a desk there. And he goes, I hear a scratching noise and it sounds like like feathery, like, you know, how feathers, like, you know, like a something, you know, like a bird. Yeah. He goes, and I go and I sit down the edge of the bed and I'm completely baffled. He goes, and then he's like, I'm looking down and, and I'm through, cause he had opened uh, the curtain a little bit for the, to the window. He says, I, oh, this is, this gives me the chills. Like he was looking down at his feet. He goes, I see a shadow moving. And I thought, oh, it's coming from the window. And I look up and there on the desk was what looked like the only way I could describe I'll give you what I think. It looked like a half human, half bird looking thing squatted down on the desk. And and in the darkness, he could see the silhouette of it with red glowing eyes. And he could see the eyes because the, the eyes would blink and he could see the red lights of the eyes going off. And he was like, am I having a dream? Am I, you know, what's going on here? What the freaking heck? He's been on the road for 16 hours coming from Southeast, you know? And he was like, dude, I just been driving all over the Southeast. I was tired. And he's like, what the heck am I looking at here? Well, when he gave me the description, I thought of like a harpy because he said that, that when this thing turned its head to the side, it kind of lifted its head up and kind of, you could see on the face looked human-like with the really what he thought was a beak, but it was actually like a human-like nose, and but when it lifted its arms, he could see like what looked like wings pop off the back of it, and he said it was very uh, like just like in black, like a silhouette, but you could see it moving. So he he said, imagine a shadow of a bird person. If that makes any sense, and he the red glowing eyes. And he said that this thing made a weird noise, like it was kind of, kind of like, like a. I don't want to call it like a cooing noise, but he said it was kind of, kind of like making a subtle, kind of guttural noise that it was like, you know, like I don't know how to describe it, but he said kind of like a, like how a bird just kind of sits there and like you know from the throat, if you've anybody's ever had like you had Lulu, yeah, you remember how she would of, sit there and kind of make that little clicky noise, whatever. Yeah, I think that's why I can understand what you're talking about. Yeah, and and he he just he tried to describe it to me, but I couldn't really grasp because I mean it's so hard for somebody to convey because they can't make the sound. And he said, "Dude, he goes, I was terrified." He goes, and I could feel emanating from this thing just absolute hate, like evil. It was evil, whatever it was. And he said, "I'm sitting there looking at this thing, and it is just." just it looks evil and he says for whatever reason he goes i just became very 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 drowsy and tired and he's like i was not um taking any kind of sleep aid or anything and he's like he goes i can't fall asleep with my pulse you know my heart racing a thousand miles you know a minute with this thing sitting in my room why am i getting so tired he said next thing you know he wakes up in his daylight and he was laying on the floor and he goes, dude, what should have been a restful night in a pretty decent hotel ended up being a night of, you know, whatever the heck that was, you know. Luckily for him, though, he said that after he went to sleep, everything seemed like a dream. He dreamed that this thing turned into like a black ball and just went out the window. Here's what I told him. I said, where were you driving before this? And he said, well, I was driving through, you know. Arkansas, you know, and I was coming down through the South, you know, and he had been in Tennessee, you know, he's like, I've been driving for 16 hours, you know, and he was telling me his route and stuff. And I said, did anything weird happen before you reached Houston? And he did tell me, he said when he was in uh, Memphis, 
He said, right outside of Memphis, he said, I thought I saw something that was eating roadkill on the side of the road. He goes, and I can only think, I looked back on it. He goes, I thought it was a vulture. But he said when it got up, he thought he saw what looked like legs coming down, but they moved up real quick. And then he thought, am I just imagining that? So then you ask the question, you know, was it that thing that he saw? Was it some sort of creature that had attached itself to him or to his truck? Or did it follow him because it's, he saw it? Or was he rationalizing what he saw both, you know, in both times? Or was it he saw that thing and then he thought, okay, this is some sort of creature. So then maybe he dreamed it? Because he did say he ate a large pizza like an hour before bed. I so, I mean. Pizza gives you fever dreams or hallucinogens like that. But yeah, I, I mean, like it's not going to make you go into pizza? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of mushrooms are on that pizza? But you you got to wonder though. I mean, like like did or did he see something? I mean, it's, it's, and it follow him. It's weird because it, sixteen hour shift is a hard shift, and I'm I'm sure it's driving dry, too, he's yeah. exhausted. And then you know he sees that thing beforehand, and then he has to deal with this. So now you're trying to connect it. And what I'm really baffles me the most is like even if he did like if we say like yeah that thing was in there he saw it. What did it want? Why was it? What was it doing? Why, why did it appear to him? Why? Why would it just make him fall asleep and just go away? Like a part of me wishes that, like if something like that happened to me, a part of me wishes that I could wake up and just have like a red marking where I'm like, oh, okay, it took my kidney. At least I know. But just waking up on the floor and like having no idea you, what you, happened. Wait, what? <clears throat> well, just you having, would be happy to wake up and then your I would kidneys know gone. What happened? Just what if it did something to you and you have no idea? Isn't that a lot worse? I feel I like I think that's what happened, but luckily he kept all his organs. Well, he, I mean, like at least I could know. Well, okay, I don't know Obviously, Chris that that's well, what but I'm saying, Chris, but if you're listening, I'm pretty sure you're happy to have all your organs unlike I'm sure Mushu noodle arms too, would he, like his is, kidneys removed. What is he missing that he doesn't know about? I mean, we can make money on those kidneys if if you're willing to part with them. I mean, we really could. I actually know some kidneys. people. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I don't know anybody that does that. I know a guy I mean, who you knows a guy. My point, I know though. a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Look, okay, no, I don't understand. What well, I'm saying point. is, like, I, okay, I understand. The unknown of what he what happened to him is what worries me the okay, most. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's yeah. what I was saying, basically. I did ask him this, and he and he doesn't. He lives here in Central Texas in the Hill Country. So I asked him. I, he's a truck driver pretty regularly, and I said, "Do, do you have anything else happened since then?" And his simple answer was, "No." You know, he didn't go, yeah, man, I'm having all kinds of stuff. It's bad over here, man. You know, he just said, nope. Just, no. I mean, and then, and then he told me he had been recently divorced. And I said, oh, come on now. You, that, you saw a, a harpy after you got divorced. <laughs> I said, you know dang well. He goes, oh, man, that's not what it was, man. That's not what it was. He goes, this, my ex-wife was much uglier than that. Uh, his words, not mine. He made a joke about that. So he, and I'm not, I'm not. So anyways, Chris, thank you for that uh, story. And yeah, that was a crazy one, dude. Like he was, he's actually was the brother of a listener of the show who I appreciate his brother giving that story. Um, but yeah, not now, hopefully he's a listener. He'll, he'll check out the show, but, um, you go back into our archives and there's a lot of stuff, a lot of weird stuff. We got harpies for days. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know about harpies for days. I mean, we have quite a few, we, I mean, you I got remember- harpies for days. <laughs> We have quite a few harpy stories throughout our show. I mean, well, flying humanoidal stuff. I mean, I've, yeah, yeah. yeah female, uh, bird like female. Are, and and, and like if anybody had. knows what the story of the harpies is, they're supposedly the, um, do you know what that is? Isn't it Greek? Well, yeah. I mean, of course, they, they all, the Greeks have stories of all these things, but that's because they're an ancient civilization. Like they were spawned off the Minoans. But, what what it is is they were supposedly the cursed uh, uh, women that had bred with the daughters of, of of God and which were the fallen angels, you know, in Genesis six. That that was supposedly that's what they were turned into. That's the stories. I'm not going to get into the whole. People can go look that up, folks. We got to move on. But anyways, that story is that, and and so. From there, we're going to move on to the next one. That, Like I said, that one, you know, we, we went from uh, Mason to Spring, and now we're going to Arlington. Anybody know where Arlington is or what it's famous for? It's the home of Six Flags, the original Six Flags. 
And I was more of a Slitterbun guy. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. Yeah, I know that. And yeah, that's great. I don't want to imagine you running around in a bikini or whatever it is you wear, Speedos. Uh, <laughs> I wear just the top part of the bikini. Okay. Thank you. I need that image. So uh, when, here, Arlington is also the home of the Dallas Cowboys. They, they have the stadium there. So there's a lot of tourism that's been there. But it went through a rough time at one point, and that's also where the Texas Rangers played baseball. I've been there many times and seen them play. I've actually seen every Major League Baseball team. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, between the Astros and the Rangers games I've been to, being a fan of both. So the Rangers, uh, he, this guy had gone to see them play. Um, that was a, that was the thing. He was there in town to see them play, and he had his brother with him, and they got a hotel room. Well, his brother went out to one of the local bars there and found uh, a female buddy to hang out with, and so he he didn't come home. He called he calls it, "Hey man, I met this girl, and I'm gonna go back and hang out with her." So you got the hotel room for the night, you know, and and. The reason that they were there to see the Rangers was because him and his brother, uh, their dad had passed away, and he was a lifelong uh, season ticket holder, and they were good friends uh, with some of the people who actually ran the organization years ago. And so he and his brother, on the on the uh, anniversary of their dad, their dad's passing, they decided to go and do something. And their sister was supposed to go too, but she had kids, she had obligations, so he ended up by himself in the hotel. At that time, I remember the, the mall there, Anthony, how it was just dying and everything was just kind of, you know. Yeah, there was nothing there. It was bad. And so, and some of the bars were named like It'll Do and Why Not. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was very bad, dude, you know. And the, I even, I heard rumors that this, there was a strip club there that was like just so bad that the, the women there were just like, you know, they'd literally mug you in the parking lot. Like, I'm not joking. I heard stories, man. It was not, it was a little rough area, you know? And so, uh, he said that it didn't surprise him that, you know, something, you know, would have happened, but what happened to him is not what you would, you wouldn't want it, but you definitely wouldn't expect it. I don't know what to classify this one as. It was just a weird story that was given to me. So he goes to, to, to get the hotel room, whatever he goes out, he gets something to eat. He comes back. His brother had gone to the bar, because uh, he was tired. He didn't feel like going. And so it was like something that their, their dad, they used to do all the time. And even though they didn't live in the area anymore. And so he's feeling kind of sad, you know, and, and just thinking about his childhood memories uh, going to the ballpark in Arlington. And he hears what sounds like somebody like brushing their teeth in the bathroom. And so then for a second there, he thought his brother's name was Dave. He thought Dave had come back. And so he gets up and and he was like Dave, and then he the the the, the brushing kind of stops, and then he, as he gets closer to the bathroom, he notices that there is a shadow. So somebody's standing there in the bathroom. So he walks over to the bathroom and he sees a man like he described him to me like a pudgy guy with just a mustache. Um, he had heavy eyebrows. And he said that the guy had a toothbrush in his mouth and he was like, oh, okay. He goes, this guy's like standing there in, in what looks like uh, pajamas. Like the guys were getting ready to go to bed. And he's like, okay, I didn't know there was, he goes, this is my room. It's occupied. And he said the guy just starts freaking out and like screaming, like yelling and was like, you know, that wasn't speaking or talking to him. And literally had dropped his toothbrush and was like looking around like he was looking around for something to like hit him with. And so the guy grabbed the blow dryer right there off of the off of the uh, uh, bathroom uh, counter and he goes, calm down, calm down. And when he's – now this is where it really gets weird. He says, while this is happening, he said it almost looked like it turned into like a movie. Like, like I was watching a movie – because the color began to fade into like this weird, like maybe three colors. And he said that, that it looked like it was almost like a blurried image that was folding on becoming almost two dimensional. This is what he told me. And he said that the man started to like crumple up into like what looked like pixels. And then next thing you know, it was gone. It was like this quick then it was like this wavy blurriness, and then it was just gone. And he walked into the bathroom, 
which now looked different and more run down and old. And he was like, what the heck did I just see? What was that? Like, so that story, it's not real long, but it's very, um, and then of course, you know, he's, he's sitting there, uh, just kind of perplexed, you know, like, what did I just witness? What was that? So the next day his, his brother comes and makes it for breakfast, you know, and he says, man, I'm gonna go shower up or whatever in the room. He's already downstairs eating breakfast and they're going to go and, uh, do a couple things and then, and then go, they were going to go hit, uh, 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 what do you call it? The, the early game or whatever. The trainer was a double header the next day or whatever. And so he goes, man, I'm, I'm over there and I'm like, you know, I'm just perplexed. You know, I don't know what this is. And his brother comes down, he says, and he's white as a ghost. He looks like he'd seen a ghost. And so I knew something had happened. So I asked Dave, you know, and he goes, uh, no, I'm good. Everything's fine. He said, then they're at the game and I'm about three or four beers in <laughs> his brother and tells him in between, there was a double header. So in between the games, he, his brother tells him, he says, man, something's wrong with that room, dude. And he goes, I don't want to stay there again tonight. And he goes, what do you mean? And he, he, he knew already. So I was like, he says, man, I, I heard something and, and, you know, and I look over and in the bathroom, I just kind of peeked my head around the corner. And for a split second, I thought I saw a man standing there shaving. Um, he was like, it was weird. He had a towel around him and he had shaving cream on and I could see his face in the mirror when he described the guy, it was the same guy that he had seen. And he goes, then he goes, then I, I thought, man, I'm seeing things. So I go and I, I turn my head and I look at the ground and I look back and it's gone. He didn't describe any of the weird, you know, blurry pixelation, two dimensional, none of that stuff. It was just like he was gone. So they they get done at the at the ballpark. He goes, they're both, and he was honest. He goes, we were lit. And he goes, we left the ballpark. We go back to the hotel room, and we're just like, hey man, we want to check out. And so they went and got another hotel, and that was the end of that. But um, I don't know what was going on there. I mean, I can't even tell you. Uh, it's bizarre, and if I had to take a guess, the only thing that really comes to mind, <clears throat> based on the multiple stories you've told me before, is a little story about how you were staying inside a house, and you remember uh, the ghosts there being very like, they did the same thing over and over and over again. It was like very, like... Uh, yeah, mm, like she said, like the, the, that might be the episode that Anthony labeled uh, the restless widow. Yes, yeah, like yeah, where she so. could say, like, "Oh, I, like I smell my husband making coffee in the morning" or something. Like I was like, it was like they still did what they did when they were alive. It's oh, just, you're talking about when I was doing security out by the lake. Uh, yeah, that was a woman. She was a widow too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. But that wasn't the restless widow story. That one was. I've never. I don't think I've told that one on the show. Have I? I, I I don't remember. I mean, it's not a real long story. I'll tell it on the live. Okay. Next well, I mean, basically that that's kind of just the gist of what I like it reminds me of is basically just a ghost stuck in like doing what it did when it was alive. Just habits die hard, like pun not pun not intended, but where that he's just shaving in the morning like he always did. And I think the first time it probably just really freaked him out because, you know, if you were shaving and someone walked into your bathroom, you'd be, you know what if he what if it's an alternate reality and uh, well, that's it, what I was gonna say like could it, be something like that too it, it <laughs> could have been a case of like two parallel timelines intersecting intersecting to where different people can be occupy occupying the same space at the same time but but uh, somehow some way they end up seeing each other or, or one of them ends up in the other's reality that's that's not their reality but it's it's in the same physical. The only space. reason I don't was because I thought that too, but the only reason I turned away from that is because the brother saw pretty much the same thing. Same thing. That's the only main reason it made me think because like if it was an alternate reality, wouldn't that other guy also be like, there was something weird going on in my bathroom and then not do the exact same thing to where the brother could see it? So then that's what I was starting to think like, oh, maybe it's something that happens all the time and it's like something on a loop. Or like something like that to where like like in the morning, every morning this ghost would get coffee. It was what, something what like that. What if though that that particular timeline intersects regularly mm. and it, it is the same hotel, the same but it's not the same person. Maybe that guy had that hotel room that at that time and you know, in an alternate reality. 
But then sometimes it's somebody else and they're just yeah. seeing each other. Well, you know, it would could... explain why that, why the guy he saw in his bathroom saw him. Then that person started freaking out and it's like they were panicking and then they like, they disappeared. It's, a, <laughs> yeah. Maybe know, that's it's like they went back to their reality. What time loops are. Remember how we talked about, uh, bringing up all kinds of stories from all over the place, but the story about the saber tooth cat that attacked oh, a man. Oh, right outside of Prim or mm-hmm. whatever. And it was like, oh, like what we were trying to figure out, like, oh, what was that? That's was on that, the Las Vegas. Was that, that a time Sin, loop? Sin City? I think so. I think it was like on the road, yeah. But it was like, was that a time loop? Like, what is that? What if that's what time loops are? Is like, it's when these parallel universes kind of just inter- intersect. And because that's the time that it intersected, that kind of space is caught in a loop to where like any time where like these two universes kind of hit each other, then that, that little specific point is caught forever because that's the point of contact. Mm-hmm. That why That's why, you know, he could still be interacted with is because he's still interacting. It's just repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It, weird. it brings up a lot of weird questions because of the fact that he did interact and freak out when he saw him. And is it, is it certain places where realities intersect or is it, Certain people who can, whether they realize they do it or not, move in between one reality and a parallel reality. The reason I'm saying that is because this story reminds me of like this, this show that I watched recently where there was this kid who, who would go missing in his reality, but like he, nobody kidnapped him. He would be in the same physical space that he was in his own reality, but in a parallel one. So he would be there and he would just kind of go back and forth. So he would like disappear and then reappear. Yeah, that that when you get into the alternate realities and the parallel, uh, universe, so it's so questions. weird. I mean, like the story we covered about the haunted was it prisons? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but no, I don't know. I don't, if, I don't know if we told it on that one. I don't think it was haunted prison. I think it was, but it was, it was about prison. a guy yeah, that, that had, stories, he I would think. go to sleep and he would do twelve hours in one reality, twelve hours in another. I don't know. That was a weird one too. Oh yeah, that one's really bizarre. Yeah, but anyway, moving on here. So this one is from a very famous <clears throat> hotel. Uh, we have one from the Driscoll, but we're not going to get into that one tonight. We're gonna this this one is the Emily Morgan. It's the hotel that we all famously stayed at. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell that one <laughs> on really quick. What happened? We didn't know that we were going to be staying at a haunted hotel. We were coming back from Puerto Rico. That's funny because the guy that was on this show about the, or this one about uh, Mason, he was going to Port Aransas with his wife. Here we are. We were coming back from Port Aransas, and we were like, hey, let's. it's the weekend. What better place to, to hang out on the Riverwalk and have fun in San Antonio? And so myself, my wife, uh, and, and these two here, we decided to, to stay. And now my wife at first, she, she thought that I was that I was playing games and that I had told you all to, to, to pick that hotel, but that's not what happened. Um, we were actually – it just ended up – you know, I said, hey, find a hotel, and that one had a good deal on yeah, Ex- Anthony, Expedia, wasn't it? Anthony was looking around. He yeah. goes, oh, well, this is a great deal. And, and so, we were, like, all looking around, like, oh, obviously, that's the best choice. <laughs> and Nelly had literally said, I don't want to be staying in a haunted hotel by the Alamo. And we stay in a haunted hotel right the across, the street, haunted hotel. From the, across the street from the Alamo. And we go in there, and Nelly's like, this place is haunted. Look at there's like a newspaper thing about. I was like, no, it's not. And she's like, and the hotel clerk, she's like, yes, it's very haunted. Yes, we're known for this is Emily Morgan. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I looked at my wife and I was like, uh, I did not mean to do that. That's not how I like to do things. I wasn't trying to. Literally, there was an article about it being the second most haunted hotel in the country. It was a USA Today poll behind Stan the Stanley, which is you know where The Shining was. But then we had some weird stuff happen to us, but nothing like we've told that before. We're getting yeah, you know, into that. that. But we had a few little weird things happen, like the, the real quick, the, the the phone always being moved and off the hook, and then the water coming on by itself and the TV blaring and a bunch of stuff. But um I mean not a bunch of stuff, but it was it was creepy and unnerving. Now we stayed on what floor was it? The We stayed on the ninth, ninth floor, floor, which which was the uh surgery, surgery level. Yes. So because we talked about it on the show, uh, and this guy's name is Phil, and not Phil Stern. <laughs> not Phil Stern's a German who had the dogman experience over there, but a different uh, guy. 
And uh, this guy doesn't pick chocolate out of trees and like Phil does and stuff and, and you know, whistle the, 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 the hills are alive with the sound of music. Now, this guy had a horrifying experience. In fact, it was his wife reached out to me first, but she could not even tell the story because it was so, uh, I don't want to say just, it, I guess if it happened to me, I'd be terrified. Now, this kind of goes along with what we were talking about earlier with an alternate timeline because uh, if this happened to me, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I really, I'm honestly, I don't know what I would do. I mean, we've had a lot of crazy stories come to us out of that scent, that area right there by San Antonio, even from the bookstore, the lady at the bookstore. And then we were at the, remember they had the museum exhibit? Mm-hmm. Remember that? And people were saying that their weird stuff was happening. Um, that was all a battlefield at one time, and lots of people died. Well, before the Emily Morgan was even there, it was already a battlefield where blood and emotions, I believe, saturate the environment. Any paranormal investigator worth his salt, yeah, trauma, they'll tell you. Um, So I I don't know exactly. I know that that was the surgery area. And and so this is what happened. They got off the elevator after they had been out on the town. Now, Phil, he did tell me, him and his wife had had a couple drinks in the hotel bar. He goes, but we weren't smashed. You know, he goes, you know, he's in his fifties. You know, when this happened, he goes, I'm not, I don't go and get smashed, hammered. You know, he's like, I was there on vacation. You know, I wasn't trying to, you know, get all, you know, liquored up, whatever. His wife is actually from the UK and he's from Pennsylvania originally. So they were there for a few days and then they were going to go to Austin and come here and see the bats and blah, blah, blah. So they were having a, a Texas vacation, and they were and they were they were there, whatever. Um, what was so unnerving about it was like they it was like when they stepped off the elevator, it was like they were in another dimension, like not another dimension, another reality. And they saw two people wheeling a guy on a gurney down the hall, and they were like, "What is going on?" And there was a, a sheet over this guy. And they heard someone screaming over and over again, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And he kept saying it over and over and over again. And it got louder and louder and more pronounced. What was really weird was that his wife said that she could see the the, the hotel lobby, uh, the elevator lobby area. Like almost like through the uh, commotion and all the stuff that was going on, people rushing around in, in white coats and stuff. And she said that you could see the lobby, but it looked like it was see-through. Like you could kind of like if you were looking at a ghost, she's like, that's how the elevator lobby looked. Like it was see-through. Like, you know, it was like in the background. but And, and what they were witnessing was solid flesh and blood. Like these look like solid flesh and blood people, but they were paying no attention to them. And as they were wheeling this, this uh, guy on a gurney, there was another guy that they were wheeling on a gurney and it looked like he was unconscious, but he was, he was covered in blood, but they, you know, and he said, you know, that that he had, she had heard of, of us talk about the Emily Morgan. And she said, we had a terrifying experience there. She's like, you're lucky you got away with just, what happened to you. It wasn't nothing like what happened to us. She said that this, it felt like, uh, like it, it went on for like hours, but it was probably only a couple of minutes. Um, and she said that it was like the guy screaming, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And then finally this part kind of gives me the chills that the, what looked like uh, a, a doctor had the, the little mask on his face, you know? Um, and it looked like it was from, you know, like a century ago. And he pulled it down and he said, yes, you are, son. You're dead. And at that point, he pulled the the sheet back and the guy sat up and reached out to them and said, you got to help me. You got to help me. I'm not dead. And the doctor looked up at them and just shook his head like, no. And then they they just like stepped back when the elevator went ding. They stepped back into the elevator and then when the elevator door closed, they were hitting the button to go down and it didn't work. The elevator door opened again and they were back on the ninth floor and then they just stepped out of the elevator and then they just were like, everything was normal. 
And that was it. And then they went to their room and of course, you know, they debated talking to the hotel people and being like, Hey, something really weird happened to us, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it was so unnerving that they just let it go. They didn't even talk about it, whatever. And her uh, son listens to my show. He's from the UK. Shout out to him, Jeremy. And he told her, you know, mom, you should listen to this guy's show um, and be more scared. (laughs) And she's like, okay, yeah. And then she got terrified and then got so scared that her husband had to tell me. Um, But as we were talking, you know, him and I, she was in the background. I could hear her, you know, whatever. And then finally I got her to say a few things, but she didn't really want to relive it um, because it gave her nightmares. But can you imagine um, the person is screaming, I'm not dead, I'm not dead. And then, you know, they pull the sheet back. And she said that when he turned his head, part of his face looked like it was gone. You know, and he was talking out the side of his mouth. And he, and then when he sat up and reached for them, she was just like, I lost it. I started screaming. And the crazy thing was that nobody reacted. Like nobody came out of the room and said, hey, crazy lady, you're screaming. You know, nothing, nothing happened. It was just like, it was just, and when they got in the elevator, they pushed the button to go down to the, the, the lobby and it didn't do anything. It just opened back up and spit them right back out there. So, you know. What that was, I mean, what I mean, I don't know, but I'm glad that our experience was was minor because some of the stories I've heard from the Emily Morgan are not even uh, nearly as extreme, but still a lot worse than ours. Yeah, we, especially finding out about everything afterwards. Uh, we were definitely got lucky in what we experienced. Mm-hmm. We stayed on, I think, one of the worst floors in one of the worst hotels on complete accident we still had a came out of it pretty okay unscathed yeah copious amounts of alcohol though did help that <laughs> we all we all went out and had some well, that's drinks just a deal and, with anthony and, really i mean and but. uh and then we came back and everybody just kind of went to sleep but at one point when i was in the hotel by myself it was not pleasant when the the water came on by itself. and it came on in the middle of the night while we were all sleeping too and then the tv just turning itself up and, and then the tv just being on like we had left with the TV. Yeah, I remember waking up a couple of times and I was like, who's watching TV right now? It's yeah. in the middle of the, of the night. night. It's yeah. weird. What worries, weirds, weirds me out about that story is that veil that you were talking about where she could kind of see the lobby. Mm-hmm. Where it was like this, it was like she was just, she could, was just in reach of reality and it was just like, it was there. And she was just kind of in this in-between state or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know even like how to really explain what that is because i don't i don't think i've ever heard of anything like that where you could actually see the state in between you know one time when we were eating over at at new Braunville's at at uh i think of course i think it's all of our favorite german restaurant alpine haas and i just remember it was was a few months ago i think remember we were eating and there was like a guy in in the hotel across the street from that i can't remember the name of it nelly that's right um in the alleyway Right, yeah, and and the guy was perpetually walking forward, and I finally told you, Tony and mm-hmm. Nelly, and y'all looked over. Of course, Anthony didn't care; he's too busy eating. He's all he, cake or all something. he cares is this. About is, this is when you got that stuff spilled on. Do you. I, I don't. I don't need to see no ghost to believe in it. It's there. So I, I'm eating. No, I'm no, hungry. No, 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 no. This is what happened. The waitress. You're a very selfish person. This person's trapped <clears throat> in the afterlife. He's already dead. What eating? am I going to do for him? The waitress. I can't. I can't share my food with them. What a glutton you were, and spilled it all over you. That's what happened. I remember. So you were cleaning. That is the night he got stuff spilled <laughs> on him, and I thought that ghost got you. And then, and then of course, the ghost name. I don't know. Uh, Nell, if Nelly could tell you, the ghost name is like. Uh, God, what is the ghost name? Belvedere. No, not Belvedere. Bubblicious fish eye. Bubblish. And <laughs> hey, you quit making fun because I've had some weird stuff happen at that place too at the Alpine Haas. <laughs> but if ghost stuff's around, it, it seems to find me. Um, but anyway, I saw that and I turned and you and Nelly saw it too. The guy was just like, I said, this I didn't guy, say anything at first because it didn't look that weird. I, I didn't really see what you were seeing. But he was constantly just walking forward. But when you were just looking at, like, once you just stare at him, you're like, he's just constantly moving, not going anywhere, not going just anywhere. moving. He's moving, yeah. It was just really weird, but it was like something that if you just, if you weren't just looking at, you wouldn't notice. You wouldn't. But I was sitting there facing the window. Yeah. But at least you saw it, unlike Anthony, who's getting food spilled. Or you're being cleaned and stuff. 
I got to eat my food, unlike him. So I'm alive. He's dead. Oh so, my gosh, you can't be disrespecting the dead. I mean, stuff 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 got spilled off, on me. I can I, I can just Second you know wash off, it off. I'll be fine. Food. It was all over it you. It was all over your shirt. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, eating. It, I'm not trying to look at no ghost. Well, at that point, I think he was already like eating cake or something. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a coffee. That's yeah, if you on. ever go to New Braunfels, folks, and there there's some weird stories on New Braunfels too. You were talking about Schlitterbahn earlier. Yeah, that's funny. You were talking about Schlitterbahn. Um, not only is that one of the funnest places on earth to go. But that's one of the best places to go eat. And there's a lot of cool stuff in Schlitterbahn. It's, a, it's an old German town. It's really just Germanic and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Germanic, Hispanic. Uh, we're mixed there, yeah. So, anyways, that's it for tonight, folks. Uh, go check it out. You know, um, these some of these uh, uh, historic towns. I've heard a lot of places are haunted in Texas. Mineral wells, all these different places, hotels. I got story out of Abilene that was pretty scary. I never got to tell that one. And then there's a couple I have from the Driscoll um, that have been given to me. One out of Blanco, Lano. I didn't get to tell the Galveston story. I want to tell that one at some point. Um, but these stories, you know, I don't. I get you know haunted hotels are a dime a dozen. But uh, seeing Bigfoot on the side of the road is a dime a dozen. But some of these stories, you know, I, I really there's thought always that they gems. Were, yeah, these were gems, and and I got some some more I didn't get to tell. Go ahead and comment in the uh, comments if you guys want a part two and you guys want us to go over some more of these hotels. Yeah. We'd definitely love to. We, we enjoy going over them. It's a weird niche that seems to be kind of like everywhere, that you're always going to find a creepy hotel that has some scary stories, you know. When we were going over these, we, we discussed about do, doing some, like we got a couple out of New England, and we thought you know we could do a whole one just about the ones in New England. But I've never, you know, I've been all over the world, every continent except for Antarctica, and I've I've never been to the Northeast. That's that's just, you know, it's just a weird thing. I've never been to the Northeast. I've always wanted to go on a trip to the Northeast and just go and see all these haunted locations. I've always wanted to go out to upstate New York, Maine, um, you know, go to Boston. Uh, I've always been a, like kind of a Red Sox fan, you know, uh, besides the Astros and Rangers. That's my third favorite team. So I always just thought, you know, I'd go to Boston one of these days, you know. Never did. Hopefully I will someday. But uh, I'd love to, like, hear your stories if you got any from different parts of the country. Um, Northwest, Southwest, you know, Midwest, Northeast, Southeast, wherever you're at. But uh, Texas, you know, these were from Texas and we're from Texas. And I thought it would be be a great way to start. But we'd like to hear from all all over the place. Mm -hmm. And – Thank everybody for listening. Uh, if make sure you guys go onto the Facebook group and go onto the page because our the Facebook group and go onto the comment where we comment uh, this show will be dropped on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you, and then if, if you drop you, a comment, yep. If you drop a comment, uh, you will be if we like it, we'll choose one of you guys, and then you guys will be able to win something special. We do which it every an show. Book. And uh, if you miss that, which you know you can always go next week, but if you in case you do miss that. You can also go on Friday where we also do more giveaways. So there's always a chance to win here at PRT. We're always more than willing to give stuff away. And another thing too, folks, yes, Mushu will become more accessible. People are asking about Mushu. Yeah, I've already created the email. I'm going to start a new Facebook and a new uh, Instagram. I'm going to try to get more, you know, get that uh, started so I become more accessible to you guys and become more available to speak to you guys and, you know, be of a part of the group a little more yeah because he's not he's never been a big uh social media person and now he's uh realizing that for some ungodly unholy reason people like him like Um, i said superior oh my gosh yeah i just threw up in my mouth but uh so people actually have asked me they're like how do i contact mushu and i'm like what why on god's green earth would you want to do that but People also eat tarantulas at festivals. I mean, so, it's not that they know. like him. They find watching him amusing. I said it for Th- There's before. a difference. <laughs> I'm the bad decision. It's like watching a, a clown. <laughs> I'm the bad decision. <laughs> uh, be so what funny, do you mean I'm funny? It's funny how? So true. Funny like a clown, I amuse you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. Actually, yes. yeah. Funny like a clown. Your arms noodling, wave, waveling, waving. I didn't waveling. Wave. <laughs> Your noodle arms waving in the air. Inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> Inflatable arm flailing tube man. Uh, so, folks, that's it for PRT tonight. Don't forget, like and subscribe if you like me. Or if you like the show, you can hate me all you want, but like the show. Okay? 
what is it? Hate the per no, hate the sin, not the person, right? Like the show, hate the person. I don't care if you hate me or like me, but uh, like and subscribe. Hate to the, the show. person, love, love the podcast. Don't blame the the show for me being the way I am. Look, it, 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 I'll tell you what. Every time we do a show, live stream or regular show, whatever, go and join the Facebook group on 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 uh, on on Facebook group on Facebook. We will drop the show from YouTube link. And all you got to do is leave a comment. You can win a book. So you have a chance to win right there. And then every Friday we do the Wheel of Destiny. Uh, uh, breaking Wheel. The Breaking Wheel. I keep forgetting the name of it. <laughs> every every week we do Friday the Breaking Wheel. And if you're chosen, we do about three or four people a week on average. And, and you can win anything from an autographed book to a hoodie to a, to a, what do you call them? The mugs? What do you call them? The, we, the oh, uh, oh, the the uh, tumblers. tumblers. Tumblers, yeah. You might win that. You might win a, a t shirt or something magical. We don't know. Um, but yeah, you you have a chance to win stuff from us. And don't forget the conference, September first, second, and third. The first uh, uh, on first Friday is, be a is VIP the VIP dinner. dinner. Go get your tickets at Eventbrite, second annual Dogman Cryptid Conference. Don't forget, and it's right outside of Fort Worth, and it's and it's literally right there at the home of the Lake Worth monster, where a lot of people have seen this creature. Some people say it looks like a Bigfoot, Dogman, Goatman, whatever. But anyways, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff about it. Lyle Blackburn's done a, an extensive deep dive on it, and he'll be there along with a lot of our other pals. And uh, you come, and we will deliver. Okay, guys, that's it for tonight. Thank you for tuning in to, to Paranormal Roundtable. We hope you sleep well. And if you're in a hotel, well, I hate to be you. Good night. <laughs>